So Luke twelve thirty six. Twenty. Excuse me. Okay, so, so again, we become immortal, um, the, and that is the only way in which we're said to be like angels. It doesn't mean that we're going to become angels, that there's this idea that when we die, we're angels. We are a different created being. We are of different substance, whatever that is. And in fact, the Bible tells us that we will have a physical body of some sort. Whether the angels do or not, that's up for, you know, I don't know. Just the Bible seems to indicate that, but I don't know for sure. But I do know that the Bible says that I'm going to be resurrected with a, with a body. And this body is not going to be the same one, and it's going to be changed. First Corinthians 15 goes through the details of that, but he's, it's definitely going to be some sort of physical body. Uh, it's going to be an immortal one, which is what this is talking about. Uh, so... Uh, So let's look at then the quantity. How many angels did God make? Uh, We could could pause here a moment and say, why does God need angels? You know, doesn't he have the ability? Isn't he all powerful? Why does he need angels to go around doing all these things? And if so, why does he need so many? I don't know those questions. I don't know the answers to those questions. Uh, Because he wanted. Why did he make me? Why, Why doesn't God just... The, the questions of why God does things. God didn't have to. Uh, there was nothing missing from God's life that he said, you know, I, I need this in my life. God is everything. You know, he's all whatever. He doesn't have needs in the sense that, that we think of it. Like, I'm missing things in my life. You know? uh, we did not complete him. You know, we, in every romantic, you know, movie or someone someone someone's gonna say you complete me or you know that might be true for humans it's not true for god we do not complete god god was complete uh he did so because he wanted to um and 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 so when we get into the number this is not because god needs so many uh psalms 103 20 and 21 i'm gonna keep that book handy just in case i messed up any more numbers here psalm 103 20 and 21 here Okay, so how many are there? I think it's interesting that he differentiates between angels and heavenly hosts. Mm. It's like they're two different groupings. Yeah, so we do want to remember that that's possibly true. Uh, there appears to be more of the heavenly hosts. Okay. No, yeah. It's just my it, okay, so we, we okay, so right, so so it, it could be that he's so this, remember that this is poetry, um, and sometimes in in poetry you repeat a similar thing, and and what one of the the mechanisms of poetry is you repeat it again, but you emphasize it the second time. So it could be technically a reference to the same thing, but he's really trying to emphasize a point. In other words, 
he might be referencing angels and then talking about the heavenly host. In other words, the, the magnitude. And so, so when we talk about hosts and, and things like that, we're talking about an innumerable amount. That doesn't mean there's an infinity of them. It just means that they're not really countable. Like, like if I pour a bunch of salt on the table, you can't count that out. Right? So we just, we just we give it, uh, it's called a collective noun. It's just a lot of it. It's like fish. Uh, you have one fish, two fish, right? Three fish, blue fish, whatever. <laughs> we, we, it's just a massive amount of whatever. We don't uh, attempt to give it numbers, which just is an amazing amount. So, so God didn't like make uh, 50 angels and here's this little planet and here's these really powerful things. 50 should take care of it. <laughs> There's a, a massive amount of them. Uh, Luke chapter 2, 13. We just kind of look at some of these references. And, and God is going to apply some numbers to them here as we, as we go on. But uh, this is the story. This is very similar to what, what Psalms has said. Uh, so here we are in uh, the nativity story, right? Uh, Luke 2.13. So, so this almost does the same thing, doesn't it? He's an angel, heavenly host. So again, is it is it with a, a, a is it a different a different thing is happening? Are they in different ranks that they're, they're the same creature? Uh, is angel here specifically messenger? He's the one speaking. Maybe he's differentiated because he is countable. He he is there. He's individual. He's separated from the group. The rest of it's just a group. You see a huge group and one person comes out. You notice the one, and then there's the group. That, that's a possible, you know, differentiation. Uh, they might not be messenger angels, and they might be a I don't know. Uh, but that is an interesting observation. Uh, I never really noticed it here, but you saying that in, in Psalms kind of uh, makes that an interesting point. Uh, Matthew chapter 26, verse 53 Matthew twenty six fifty three. It's possible he doesn't. We might get into that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a good chance that we'll get into that. Okay. Where it talks about heavenly hosts, or where it talks about the. So when the angels left them and went into heaven. Okay. So afterwards, so the great. Oh, okay. When the angels... Okay, so, so it's just kind of, as they're heading back, just kind of groups them all together. So I don't, I don't know what the... Original is and yeah. what creative licenses were taken in the translation. <laughs> so, uh, someone, someone have that, Matthew 26, 53? Heavenly course there. Um, so twelve legions. So a legion. Um, now he's using a he's using a human term there uh, that they would have understood. Whether this is accurate for what we no, he's trying to express something to them. A legion to them was a uh, was a like a Roman 
an assigned Roman number. And legions were different depending on, you know, who was organizing the military, right? So uh, at this time, from the best we can tell, a single legion would be 6,000. So, so a detachment or several detachments of, of angels were available. Not that this is all of them, but he's like, I could just randomly send 72,000 angels. <laughs> like, wow, that's a lot of angels. That's a, a, the, it, when you consider the power of each, each one, that's an amazing amount of power right there. Uh, that gets a lot of jobs done, you would think. So, uh, it gets better than that. Uh, Revelation chapter 5. There, there's a couple of others, but I, I like this. Uh, because this almost does get into this division of different types, uh, uh, possibly. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11, if someone wants to read that. Okay, so uh, he let's first, before we get to the numbers here, um, he says, I heard the voice of angels around the thrones and also of living creatures and elders. So, so again, these are all different. He's not talking about elders of the church. Right? These are some type of celestial beings that are doing different functions. I don't know if they're... So, so it's almost again we see this division of angels and different things, right? And and he's grouping them, and he gives assigns two different numbers here. So I don't know again is this poetic, and he's just saying an innumerable number, or is he assigning a number to different groups? Like there's so many of these and so many of these. I don't know, but these are the numbers that he gives. He gives. Uh, thousands times a thousands. Well, what's a thousands times a thousands? A lot. <laughs> millions. Thousand thousand is a million. So that would be multiple millions. Well then. Well, it, and it might also be again just for emphasis, like yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> so so then he goes. There's ten thousands of ten thousands. Well, now we're in the hundreds of millions. That's a lot of firepower. I find it interesting. It says the voice yeah. of many angels. And then um, in 12, saying with a loud voice. So yeah. we have these millions and millions of, it's a voice. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, I, if you've ever been in a, a crowd yelling something fairly well in unison, like, it really is... And one of the things that I've noticed is I've been in really small churches. And when really small churches can't sing, it's really noticeable. I'm telling you, it doesn't make a difference how bad you sing. If you get in a large group, you sound good. It's amazing how that transforms the ability to sing. Like, I think individually we probably all sound bad, but we're together. And it's amazing. Right. It's just it, it's just it's powerful. And I think of that. And you imagine if you have divine creatures that probably don't sound bad on their own. Right? 
what that one voice is like. That is a, is a, a good observation. So, uh, so I, again, I don't know if these numbers are literal or if they're just for emphasis, but one thing's for sure, there's a lot of them. And God is trying to get... We, we remember, of course, that, that Revelation is a, it's a series of visions and, and, and they're metaphors for things. So, so it might not be literal. But this is what's being represented to him. And so it's going to have some degree of accuracy. Whether he's like, so I counted, and there was, there was 100 million, 560 million. I, I doubt that. But there's a lot of angels. Um, <clears throat> so we want to turn then to the types. The Bible clearly teaches at least levels and ranks uh, and maybe different types. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. They're all the same thing, and there's no differentiation. This is a lot of redundancy, and, and to me, unnecessarily. Now, I don't know how detailed these are. So we first identify that we're talking about angels, not flesh and blood. You see, not flesh and blood, right? that's what we've, we've seen that comparison. They do not have flesh and blood like we do. So when he says that, they're real entities, and it, it, it's not necessarily that they're different kinds of entities, like a human versus a dog, but that they are, they have different functions. There's something called, a, I, I didn't go into the Greek to try to figure this out, because a lot of them, for us, overlap. There's principalities and there's powers. I don't know, like, almost like different government levels that we would have, but this is not talking about humans. This is talking about angelic things. And there's... So, so just like we would look at the angels, the positive side of things, there's also on the negative side of things, because a lot of these creatures have departed from what they were designed to be doing. So when you have millions and millions of them that are good, who knows how many are bad? <laughs> if they're like us, that means the majority left, right? If, if it's true for humans, it's... It could possibly be true for, for angels as well. Uh, we don't know that. We always think, oh, this small number went over here because certainly, certainly the majority wouldn't leave God. Like, what about us? <laughs> what about us? Certainly the majority of humans would be good and want to serve a loved... What if the vast... What if all these angels are fighting a, 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 a something. We, we look at what's going on in the world and what was the reason for this? What if they're having big problems? Like, there's a lot to think about. Angels also have a couple of qualities that we don't. Mm -hmm. they, they're in the presence of God. They mm -hmm. know for 100% certainty that yeah. they've seen God. And they have no second chance. So, I mean, there, there's, you, there's no excuse. Right. Not, you, you would think that that would be a limit? You would think that. 
But we just don't know. Yeah. I also found it interesting in one of the previous scriptures it said multitude of heavenly hosts. Yeah. And this is talking about spiritual hosts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The heavenly host is a one unified. Yeah. And it's, it's all these different things. It is really, we, we, again, we're asking, we're finding out more questions than we're, we're getting answers to. But it, what I want to accomplish is not just to, to try to nail it all down. I want us to get the magnitude of what's happening in God's creation because this is the important part as we're, uh, is what God has done. This is, this is all thought out. Uh, so, um, in Genesis 3, chapter 24, look at that one. This is, of types of angels, this is the one that is mentioned the most. Genesis 3, and I believe 24. Okay. Cherubs are not cute, chubby little things with little bows and arrows that make you like each other. They are warriors. They guard. They fight. And that's probably why they're the ones of, of specific names. That they're the ones that will be named most frequently. In the Bible, and there's not there's not a lot of times that they're specifically referenced by, by this, but there are several. What is the other type that we think of? Seraphim, Seraphim. and we get that from one verse. There's one verse in the Bible that ever mentions a seraph. Isaiah. Isaiah. You scared me because I'm like, oh, he said there's only one. If there's Ezekiel, then there's two. Isaiah 6, 1 through 7. <clears throat> Let me read that. Yeah. Give you guys a I'll break. He says, in the year that I, uh, King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated high on a lofty throne and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim, there it is, were standing above him. They each had six wings, and with two they covered their faces. Now, cherubim will always be pictured with two wings. I don't know if that's literal or something to designate that they're different. But it's just interesting that here they're pictured with six wings. Now, they will be referenced in Revelation, but not named that. So, so if we want to say there's more than one reference, Revelation comes back to this and talks about these angels with six wings. So it seems to be referencing the cherubim, but it, or uh, seraphim, but it does not use the name. That's just um, just kind of a detail. And he says, uh, one called to the other, holy, holy, holy. And this is where they are in, in Revelation. Uh, says, as the Lord of armies, uh, his glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of their voices. So there's more than one. And the temple was filled with smoke, and I said, Woe is me, for I'm ruined, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips, and because my eyes have seen the king, the lord of armies. And then one of the seraphim flew to me, and his hand was in a glowing coal, and he had taken from the altar with tongs, and he touched it with my mouth and said, Now this has touched your lips, your iniquity is removed, and your sin is atoned for. And so 
the the idea that is it's it is dangerous to take an idea from one verse. I just I want to put that out there. Is that they are ones that specifically come with messages. They don't come that, that if there are differences between military type cherubim, that this is a seraphim and they have a different function and that appears to be bringing official notices. Here, I'm ordaining you, Isaiah. That was his purpose, to come here and give a specific message. So, I, I was thinking, because I, I studied this well, you know, a number of years back, and I think I was thinking of that it was referring to cherubim and Ezekiel, not just because the parallels to other references of angels, that are like, like you were saying, the, the number of wings and their actions. And yeah. Yeah, so so it is. Um, it's cherubim that are positioned above the, the, um, with their wings touching the two wings of each touching. Those are the, so those are cherubim on the uh, ark of the covenant. Uh, so I want to. Um, I don't, well, here they came. Uh, so, I, again, is this vision? Is this what's going on? We don't. He's seeing heaven. So yeah. My interpretation is that mentally or they're, whatever, they're, so, so, he is before God. Right. So that's, that, that is an interesting reference because so, uh, Revelation also pictures that, that they, they're constantly there and, and they, they have. So they're always singing holy, 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 and then, then they're giving this message to him. I don't know how they do that. So there's a lot that's really difficult for us to take really super literal unless they have, you know, they're angels and they have abilities that we don't have. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that is, again, these are all super interesting observations. Um, and we're going to run out of time here in about seven minutes. So I want to get to a couple of things. Um, I'll just mention some of these. Um, and if you go back through uh, and, and look at some of the verses here, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 and uh, Jude 1.9 mentions Michael specifically uh, as an archangel. Right? Uh, but he's listed as one of, in the Old Testament, he's listed as one of the chief princes. He is an archangel. He's not the archangel. He's not like the top number one archangel. He's one of princes. There appears to be different types of princes that, that, that uh, you mentioned Gabriel. Um, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about him. And, and then, of course, we could talk about Satan. Uh, and uh, that would be more significant in Job 1, 6 through 12. If we go back through there, um, he comes in and out with angels. And in fact, if you read that section, there's it presents to you the idea that he is neither omnipotent because he can't control what's going to happen to Job. He is not omnipresent because he comes to and fro upon the earth. He cannot be everywhere at one time, even on the earth. And he doesn't know everything. Why? Because he predicts Job is going to do something. And Job surprises him. So, so he doesn't know the future. He doesn't know everything. He's not God. He's a created being, which means... He's an angel. What type and for how long and all that are details I do not know. But he's an angel. And just because he sinned doesn't make him not an angel anymore. And this is important. I think it's interesting in Jude 9 mm -hmm. that Michael 
even though Satan has fallen and is no longer in the position, he will not dispute with Satan. Now, to me, so, I would have gone after Satan. So, so, right, well, he disputes, but he's really, he doesn't do so from his own authority. And it, it might be because before the fall, maybe Satan was a little bit more, more right. there, there. And he's like, this guy is, yeah, right. The only difference between an angel and a demon is a choice that they've made. They, they, they haven't changed their physical nature any more than, than I've changed my physical nature by doing things I shouldn't do. They're still a created being. They're still a celestial being. They're still what we would call angels. So, um, I want to talk uh, specifically about a thing, and I, I disagree with him, uh, the guy who wrote the book here. He makes a statement, but he does not back it up, uh, unfortunately. Uh, there is a reference in the Bible to the angel of the Lord. And it is very popular for us to refer to that as God, the manifestation of God, or Jesus maybe even specifically. I'm going to illustrate to you that that is not true, and it cannot, in fact, be true. Um, so the phrase appears 68 times in our Bible. And there is not a single time that it would necessitate that I interpret it that way. Like it could, any one of those 68, I could just say this is a very powerful angel. There would be no need for me. There's like no reference to it that would be like attributing it to it qualities that only belong to God, right? Like there's never a time that, just for, for an example, where the angel of the Lord is said to have always existed forever. Well, that, that would obviously be, okay, that means God, right? Uh, th there's none of those type of references. They're just very powerful. So, um, you have a... One that you do not have listed on here yeah. is in Joshua 5.15, when the angel meets him right before Jericho. Yeah. And he tells him to take off his sandals because the, the ground that he is standing on Mm -hmm. Okay. So that tells me that it is a different type. Okay. Whatever kind it is, I don't know. But so it's so it, 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 it's holy, but he again, it, there's nothing that necessitates that it's him, and I'll explain why. He didn't say it's holy because he's there, right? Uh, he doesn't say why it's holy ground, um, and it can be because it could be for example because he is representing god he's representing a divine mission of god we we don't know there's a lot of details that we don't know but i want to get into things that are clear um and i've always used this phrase when um when we come to an idea that is difficult uh i like i like sherlock holmes i always use that method i eliminate what's impossible and what is left no matter how unlikely is the truth? Uh, it, there are verses that are hard for us to figure out, that being one of them. Right? And there's other references, talking after people being with the angel of the Lord, saying, well, I've, I've been with the Lord. Okay, that, that seems like, well, that seems conclusive. I've been with God. But it could mean by proxy, right? You've seen me, you've seen the Father, but Jesus is not the Father. Right? Same idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so, uh, so so let us look then at references where we know 
that it's not. Right? Um, Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. We can at least eliminate, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24, we can eliminate that it's Christ. Right? So I want to read Matthew 1, 24. Okay. He did as the angel of the Lord told him. Now, the angel of the Lord has given him a message to Mary, right? What is the condition of Mary at this point? She's pregnant. Right? So, so Jesus didn't like do a little ventriloquist trick. And so, so the angel of the Lord coming to her is not Jesus. Whatever, if it's the Father, if it's the Holy Spirit, okay, maybe. Well, we now have parallel Gospels. And we get to, uh, we get to compare and contrast things. So Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Yeah. That's why I didn't use those ones. This is the angel of the Lord. Yes, you can... Possibly, not necessarily. There's a difference between what's called an indefinite article and a definite article, and it does not always work, because that's the trick that Jehovah's Witnesses will use to show, see Jesus is a little God because it uses technically a God. In the beginning was a God. It's an indefinite article. It's an article, but it's an indefinite article, and not a definite article. And they'll use that little trick. So it, it, it is not grammatically conclusive. Uh, but it is often an indication, but not always. So someone have that? Uh, someone have Luke one twenty six. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Okay. Who is the one bringing the messages to Mary? Gabriel. That's important. If we go back, we see Gabriel in the Old Testament. Very prominently, one of the only ones named. Angels of the Lord are powerful. They are not God. God does this all the time where he does things by proxy. And he attributes it to himself all the time. These are angels. They're high angels. They're really important. Now, angel Gabriel might be the, I don't know, a seraphim equivalent of Michael. I don't know. Uh, but he's high up that he's named. There are very, very, very few. He gets mad if he's the one who spoke to... John's father. Mm-hmm. Because the father didn't believe him, and he struck him with mm-hmm. being mute. So, uh, there's, there's so much more that we could get into. Uh, their purpose, really briefly, and then we'll finish. I'm not going to go through the scriptures, but they are messengers to man. They are called ministering spirits, so they do physical ministering. 
uh, which we see when Christ is tempted. They are enforcers of the law, right? You don't want to get on their wrong side. Um, they, they do punishment. That's found in Acts. Um, in Daniel, uh, they are called armies, and they are well-organized. Uh, and they, uh, in, in Matthew 10, or excuse me, Matthew 18, 10, uh, God says, they behold my father before my face. And he's, he's talking about how you treat kids. They sometimes, they're not coming to you with messages. Sometimes they're just watching. And they're saying, um, you might want to pay attention to this one. You know, not that God needs it, but that's how God has designed it. Uh, they have lots of functions uh, and, and, and different things they do. Travis, and then we'll close. They can do miraculous powers too. Was mm-hmm. that them was more the angels were the ones that Yeah, down? yeah. So, so, yeah. And again, we, well, we assume. Uh, there was these three beings. Some people, oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Again, we, we kind of, we attached significance to, to numbers and things like that. And that may or may not have any significance. Um, so uh, there's a lot, as I say, we don't know. But one thing we can know is that, that God has ordered a system that, that, that works and, and that is designed for them to interact. And the only reason that they're in here for us to be able to read and know about is because they interact with us and they do things and their purpose really is for us and for our grace and they, they give messages they don't even understand this. Uh, uh, say there's a wealth of stuff that we, we could have gotten into but, um, just wanted to cover that I think it's a significant part of his creation so we'll close there